Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is December 9th, 2021, but this podcast is for December 8th, 2021. Yeah, it's Wedding Wednesdays. I haven't done one of these for a long time. It's currently 1.08 a.m. in the morning, not 2 a.m. It's not my usual podcast time. It's 1 a.m., literally. I thought I'd do this while I'm, I, I'm a little bit more awake, right? All right, so I got a show for you today because I haven't talked about weddings in a long time. And the reason is that there hasn't been much to talk about. I'm going to turn this music down right now just so I don't burn through my battery here. Yeah, anyway, yeah, you know, the, there's, there really hasn't been much to talk about weddings. Plus, I've been really busy doing weddings and doing other things. So when I come home, the last thing I want to talk about is weddings because I've been doing weddings all day, right? My entire life is surrounded by weddings. And it's not as though I hate weddings. I don't hate it at all. It's just that I want to talk about some other things like, you know, politics, barbecue, movies, right? And I do this podcasting kind of for fun, kind of not for fun. One day, who knows, maybe I'll grow up to be a very big thing and it can actually sustain my lifestyle. But right now, I just do it for fun. I just do it because I get censored on Facebook. I do it just to get my voice out there to the maybe the thousands of people. I think I think my audience is around a thousand right now. I'm not really sure. It's really hard to say. People pop in, they pop out. Um, I have around 3,000 you know, listeners that rotate in and out, in and out. They're not regular listeners. I think they say, I think I'll listen to Steve one day. I think I'll listen to Steve that day. I have some people who listen to it every day. And then I have some people who pop onto my website, my wedding websites, and say, uh, you know, we want to listen to the wedding stuff. And then there's not much wedding stuff, right? Because I'm so into politics. But today, it's all about weddings, so we're going to push the barbecue talk to the side, the movie talk to the side, and also politics somewhat, because I tell you what, like it or not, like it or not, politics have a lot to do with your weddings, and why is that? Well, it's because we're living in a pandemic, and crazy politicians, fearful politicians are just locked down happy. They just want to lock it down. Now, are they going to lock it down here in Hawaii? It looks as though they're not, they're not even saying that, but you know what? When you have someone like Dr. Fauci out there running the country and saying that, well, all options are on the table, including lockdowns, it kind of makes me a little nervous, and I know it makes you really, really nervous, but um, you know, before we, get, <laughs> we start jumping to conclusions right here, why don't we just start talking about what's happening here in Hawaii right now. So hold on really quick. I, I'm just going to go Google something right now. Uh, I want to take a look at our COVID numbers today. So as of, well, actually, this is as of December 8th. Well, the COVID numbers look to be pretty good. So um, we reported, we're reporting 72 COVID cases. Of course, these cases also include probable cases. And just in case you have no idea what that means, it basically means that if you're in a room with someone who may or may not be infected, the state now will consider everyone in that room infected until further noted. And they'll never, if you're none of them, if everyone there is test negative, they'll never subtract that from the sum of all totals. They just want the numbers to go up. The state has polluted their own data pool, so we don't know who has a real infection, who doesn't. They really don't care. They just want to instill fear into people so they get vaccinations. That's, that's really it. And they also stop, you know, recording who's getting vaccinated. I mean, who's actually getting infected because they want to push the narrative that young kids are actually getting vaccinated. And we also want to push the narrative that young kids are getting hospitalized from COVID, which is all a lie. So we really can't trust any of our dear leaders here in Hawaii. They're, they're basically all BSers, right? Um, and I'm not saying that as some, t- as some type of political advocate who, who has, I don't really care for them, but they are BSing their way through COVID right now. And uh, I think it's, you know, part, partly I think it's because there's a, some type of ego involved, but I think a big part of it is that they're just fearful. They just want to play it a lot safer. And they, they're thinking, you know, whatever, whatever um, they can say, to get us vaccinated because they think that the more of us who are vaccinated, the safer we are. And, you know, there is an, you know, a small amount of truth to that, but, you know, they want to keep pushing that narrative out there just to, just to push, push our vaccination numbers up, but they're just a bunch of BSers. So 
with those 72 deaths, um, six people have died. Uh, I guess these were people who were hospitalized from before, from a long time before, maybe about a month or two when we had that Delta surge. Um, it's really unfortunate. Um, now, Omicron here is, is here in Hawaii. I think we've had three cases and not anything more. Now, we may have more, but um, none of those people have been hospitalized and none of those people have been vaccinated. And so far, all of their symptoms have been basically mild, mild to none. So what does that tell you? You know, across the entire nation, Omicron is spreading. But right now, even Dr. Fauci has admitted the symptoms seem to be very, very minor, minor, extremely minor. We're talking you may have a bout of tiredness for one or two days, a slight headache, and you may have some muscle soreness. There's no shortness of breath. There's no, you know, triggers of asthma attacks. There's no pneumonia, COVID pneumonia being formed from this. None of that. There's no even runny noses associated with this. So the regular common code, which is a coronavirus, is actually more powerful than the Omicron virus. So that's pretty good news. It looks as though this is the end. This is really, really the end. And this is, and, and you know what? I'll just tell you this. Um, this is how viruses, for the most part, run their course. You know, pandemics last usually about two to three years on average from, from what I've read, and they just burn themselves out because the virus eventually mutates its way. It wants to live and it mutates its way into a very, very non-lethal, uh, I guess, virus that, um, that, doesn't, that, that lives in symbiosis with their host. That's what, that's what their goal is. Just to, they don't want, if they kill off their host, they also kill off themselves. So the last thing they want to do is to kill their host off. And that's what they are. They're just, you know, symbioids. And if you watch Venom, you, un you understand it completely. You know, <laughs> Venom needed a good host, right? And he did, and he always, that's why he always came back to Eddie Brock. All right. So COVID here, not a problem, not a problem. And uh, what's happening for next year, 2021? Well, I'm going to get into this whole thing for the podcast because I want to tell you what my predictions are for the 2022 wedding industry and uh, you know what I thought about 2021. I want to talk about things that you have to really take into consideration if you want to get married here in Hawaii. Um, things are going, to, are, are going to be getting more expensive. I'm going to be talking about tips on how to come to Hawaii for, you know, a, to, to, I guess, a, a rather inexpensive way, uh, ways you can save money through, uh, I guess, booking hotel rooms, uh, budgeting things, um, and, and, uh, and, and going on from there. So there's a lot of good, good information I'm about to release to you. Um, so stick around. I got to cut the commercial, pay the bills, advertise my company. So hang on tight, everyone. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, welcome back to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is Wedding Wednesday, so we are talking all about weddings, 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 specifically weddings in 2021 and 2022, going forward and what you can do. So, ladies and gentlemen, booking season is going to be on us pretty soon. And when I say booking season, um, that I'm talking about January of next year, January to spring. And from my records, uh, this is usually the heaviest booking period for Dream Weddings Hawaii. And the reason that I've come up with, um, now I don't have actual real data to back this up. It's just completely anecdotal. You know what Dr. Fauci loves to say? It's just anecdotal, anecdotal. We can't really trust it. But... Um, this is, you know, what I've noticed is that in, in, uh, in November, you know, people, they're, they're kind of focused on Thanksgiving, their vacation there, and then all of a sudden Black Friday hits, all, and they're, they're trying to get their shopping done. And then, and then December rolls around, they're coming back from their, vaca from their Thanksgiving vacation, and then they're just wrapping up the last quarter of their year, you know, you, you know, wrenching everything down. There's a lot of Christmas events to go to, Christmas parties to go to, there's Christmas trees, Christmas presents to, to, to buy. And even with COVID being around, everyone's just trying to get back to normal. And I, and I tell you what, 
Everyone around in the United States, they're basically back to normal. I mean, every, for the vast majority of the Americans out there, we've given COVID the middle finger, right? We don't really care. We're still, we're gonna, we're gonna be gathering. We're gonna be throwing those parties. We're not gonna be wearing masks. Maybe some of you paranoid people may be wearing masks. I don't care if you do or not. I'm not, right? But, you know, and, and once Christmas ends, then you have New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So you have a short break. And right now, wedding planning, it kind of goes on hold. It really kind of does. You know, maybe you stop talking to the vendors you thought you were going to talk to, unless you're, unless you're planning, planning to get married in January. But, you know, for the overall, you know, no one starts planning for the 2022 until Christmas and New Year's actually, you know, stops. So, or, or comes to a halt, right? So everyone's planning now for, you know, 2022, but they're not going to act on it. So January, February, and March will roll around, and everyone's like, "Whoa, we are. We have to really just step on the gas." And that's when I start getting, you know, four or five, sometimes even ten inquiries a day, and we're just booking for the entire year. Now, when COVID hit, like you know, in in uh, 2020, uh, that threw everything, you know, for a loop because we started booking like crazy in January. And then, like, you know, COVID hit in February of 2020, and then things started to come to an end, right, very, very quickly. And, uh, you know, we had booked already, a lot of people had booked with us, and then we had ended up having to refund about 20 grand, um, because uh, that's how many people were booked. In a short month, we, we booked 20 grand worth of, worth of business, and we were booking more. You know, again, that's our season to book. So I'm hoping that when January comes around, all of you men, women, I don't care, same-sex couples, LGBTQ, trans, transgenders, I don't care, you all want to book with me, you know, January sounds like good, sounds, sounds like a good time. Now, <laughs> what are my predictions now for, no, well, how was 2021 for me? I'll just go back here. 2021, it was a pretty good year, uh, ups and downs, um, very frustrating uh, definitely not a positive year as far as financially when it comes to Dream Weddings Hawaii. Uh, but we were, we were able to keep our head above water. Um, to all the couples who booked with me and stayed with me throughout COVID, uh, thank you um, so much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, you know, I had some couples who said that no matter what, we're going to book with Steve. And they had booked with me before COVID. And uh, when COVID and uh, when we came, when when everything came around during the summertime and everything was open, they came down. They came down here and got married. Um, no refund, no nothing, and it was just perfect. And uh, you know, there was there was some social distancing rules that we were supposed to adhere to, but you know me, I don't adhere to any of those rules. Um, right now, just to let you know, uh, the governor has actually suspended. Well, I'm sorry, he has. Uh, taken himself kind of out of the game. So what that means is that he has said that he is not going to be uh, in charge of COVID anymore. He's, he's going to be, a guy's going to be on the sidelines. So our dear leader has basically, uh, you know, decided to step aside. Um, he has dropped almost every single mandate there is out there, but has, has left the travel restrictions right now in place and also the indoor mask restrictions in place. Now, these mandates, just to let you know, are not laws. They are actually not laws. And uh, what they are, are just rules. And when you go into a private property, uh, you know, what it does allow these companies to do is they, they're allowed to basically, you know, kick you off your property if you don't follow their rules and to, to not actually, uh, I, I guess, that company would not be sued because they're just, they can just hide under this guise of a, of a mandate saying that we were just following the governor's mandate, even though that's unconstitutional. So just, they're just kind of passing the buck. But just to let you know, if you are an anti-mask person uh, and you want to walk into an establishment without a mask, you could. And if they want to kick you out, they, have, they do have somewhat of the right to do that. But then again, you're not going to get fined. All they can do is ask you to leave. So just remember that. When, you know, so I know some of you folks out there are like completely anti-maskers. And you know, I, I, um, you know, I don't wear my mask around very often. I really, really don't. I just had it up to here. Why is it that rules up in California and in Texas and Florida and other open states are different from other blue states? It doesn't make sense. You know, if, if we're following the science... Cloth masks don't work for the vast majority of us. And N95 masks only work when you use them properly. And N95 masks only work after one use. That's the truth about it. They don't work when you, when you, when you, um, I guess include human behavior into there. 
I'm just saying that. All right. So with so next topic here um, is that uh, what are the restrictions here for your weddings, right? As of now. So right now, um, what the governor does, he passed the buck. So every single uh, every single island now has their own rules. Now I do know the rules for Oahu because I do follow those rules. I don't follow follow the rules for the outer islands because they just keep changing. They're they're really just crazy. Okay, so here on Oahu. There are no indoor restrictions as far as when it comes to restaurants, when it comes to um, capacity. There's no social distancing requirements indoors in restaurants at all anymore. None. So a restaurant can now, at their, at their own will, operate at 100%. Now, people still have to be masked indoors. Um, they still, now, when they're, when they're actually moseying around, talking to people like that, like in a bar, they have to wear a mask. But when they sit down, they don't have to wear a mask. And... Um, and on top of that, uh, they all have to be vaccinated. So people, all of the patrons in there have to be vaccinated or show proof of a negative COVID test in the last 48 hours. So this is pretty interesting here. So here's my thing. If people are testing negative and also have taken the vaccine, why are people still wearing masks indoors, right? It should be the safest atmosphere you could ever ask for. And to be honest, when I go to a lot of these events that are indoors, people are not wearing masks at all. And I've caught our dear political leaders, you know, including our own mayor at his own birthday party without a mask indoors at a restaurant. Our own lieutenant governor walks around without a mask indoors. They're just hypocrites. I saw our own governor do the same damn thing. They're just a bunch of losers and a bunch of hypocrites of the worst. So um, now a lot of restaurants, they don't enforce it at all. Not at all. So, uh, you know, a lot of them are, you, you know, I, I've been to places, I just walk around right without a mask. They don't really care. You know, they really, really don't care. They, they, and all of the employees say, man, I wish we could do what you're doing. So if you don't want to wear a mask, don't, you know, if, if you're scared, then, you know, you know, get vaccinated. It's really up to you. I'm, I'm all about freedom, baby. You know, I'm all about freedom. Okay, so... Where do I expect things to go uh, for next year? I do expect the mask mandates to eventually, you know, become something of the past. Uh, Omicron is on its way uh, in, but it's it's not going to be, it's, you know, our case numbers are going to go up with regarding Omicron. But again, people are not going to get sick. So I think a lot of people, the vast majority of people out there, they're going to get infected with Omicron and they won't even know it. So what's going to happen is that, again, this, vi- this virus is really going to burn itself out very, very, very soon. Because here's the thing, what happened in, in South Africa. In South Africa, the, the reason why they caught Omicron was, you know, hospitalizations were going up. But this was not because of COVID. These, this was actually because people were coming in for regular elective surgeries or just regular hospital visits. And they were testing down there. And in, in South Africa, not only do they test whether or not, um, I guess you're positive or negative for COVID, but they do also test for the variant. And that's why their nation was actually able to identify Omicron. Now, what did they find out? The majority of their patients, well, they were coming in and they weren't sick. They were coming in and saying, oh, I have a broken leg. Oh, by the way, you have Omicron. You know, oh, look at me. I got, I got a stab wound. By the way, you have Omicron. They're like, I did? You know, it's really something like that. So, you know, they're coming in for the flu. By the, oh, by the way, you have Omicron. So it's, it's nothing... It's nothing to really panic about. It really hasn't. And when you take a look at all the South, other South African countries, the vast majority of people are not getting hospitalized. I think only one person has been hospitalized. And all, out, out of all the hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people who have, who have been infected by it, I think only one person has actually died from it. So it's really, it's, you know, if you die from Omicron, you got the really bad luck of the draw. That's really what it comes down to. Okay, so that's why I'm thinking next year, 2022, uh, even without any vaccine coming through there to fight Omicron because you won't need it, uh, this stuff will become a thing of the past really, really, really soon. Um, so that's the good news, and that means all mandates will be dropped, and we shouldn't have to worry about freaking COVID. Not at all. And, and I know the Democrats don't want that because they want to push that melon balloting type of agenda, you know, using, utilizing, you know, every single type of excuse they can, COVID being number one. So next a topic here, what do I think, where are we headed now for 2022? Now, my biggest uh, fear regarding, you know, the wedding industry is not COVID. It, it really isn't anymore. Um, I don't fear getting, um, getting shut down. 
what I do fear is prices just, you know, inflating out of control. Now, now I talked about this in my podcast, uh, I think a few months ago, but uh, there was a there was an incident where uh, now I charge. Um, I'll just kind of back up here. I charge fifty dollars for a tea leaf maile. Now, what price do I usually get it at? I usually get it around thirty to thirty-five dollars. I mark it up, you know, anywhere between twenty to fifteen dollars, and yeah, it's a it's a nice little profit margin for the for for you, right? For for my company, you know, you you, know, you basically you know get it for thirty to thirty-five dollars, mark it up fifteen bucks, right? And we make fifteen dollars off of that. Now, here's something so interesting: in a short amount of time, when I picked up the mighty lay, on one day it was thirty dollars, and then all of a sudden. It was sixty-five dollars. It it was almost overnight that I started to I, I was losing fifteen dollars. There, um, the florist. I talked to the florist and I and I asked her what gives. Like, and and she said, "There's there's a supply chain problem." Now this is before the supply chain problem came to light to, to everyone out there. And I said, "What?" She said, "We can't get tea leaves. We can't get them shipped in. We're having a really a big huge problem shipping them in." Now they're getting tea leaves from all different parts of the island. They're also getting from different parts of the world, and we're getting we're having problems shipping them in, along with other flowers from Brazil and everything. So she said all of her flower prices are are through the roof too. My lace, which I usually say, oh my, there's a cheap orchid lay. Um, I charge uh, ten dollars for them. I can buy them for six dollars. So I can I make a four dollar profit off of them, right? Not much, but when you buy when you get like you know them in volume, you make make about forty bucks and everything like that for all the guests. It's a nice little, all these little nickel and diming things and all that do, they do help me make a profit and pay the bills around here. But all of a sudden, the orchid lays were like about $15 a piece. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, $15 a piece. I'm literally losing $5 on every single lay. These are the, the cheap, they're supposed to be the cheap orchid lays that only cost $6. They're $15. And it's because she couldn't get orchids from Brazil. Crazy, right? This is all about the supply chain problem, right? So... Now, straight, the, the the prices started to increase straight down the straight down the line, from the limos where it used to be just about two hundred dollars for a round trip between Waikiki and and Ko'olina. That's a round trip, two hundred dollars. That's not too bad. You get a nice stretch limo that fits eight people. All of a sudden, the, the limo company calls me up and says, "Steve, it's three fifty. So three fifty. That's because gas hit about five dollars a gallon." It used to be under Trump, under like about two twenty something. It was actually on its way under two dollars. It was so close. It was like two oh one, and then all of a sudden COVID hit, right? So it it was just crazy. It was so nuts. So what happened was that I said, well, you know, I tried tried to tried to negotiate with them, and what what ended up happening was I had to tell my couples, you know, usually I I, I tell them. Under normal circumstances, these are all locked in. But if I could just have you bring it up to like, you know, just just my cost just to cover me right now. And they all agreed on that because I told them I'll be losing about close to about 500 bucks, you know, and and, and, uh, and they all agreed. They're, all of my couples are really cool. You know, they know that I'm looking out for them. You know, I'm not trying to rake them over the coals. I don't charge like a, a coordination fee. My coordination fee is based upon the services that I provide. So, you know, the more things I sell, the more things I'm responsible for, I just add a little bit on top of there. And at the end, it basically pays for my, my, for my coordination fee, right? And so, it, you know, I may make about $200. I may make $1,000, you know? So it, it works out that way. It works out, it works out really, really well. But um, they were, all of them were very, very gracious um, to me. So this started to tell me, like, man, inflation is just out of control, and it's hitting everything. Uh, thank God I don't shoot on film anymore. I mean, I really thank God for that. It's all digital. So luckily, my prices, because it's digital and my equipment doesn't change, my prices per hour and all my touch-ups can still stay the same for photography. I do all my own photo and video work, so those prices don't have to go up. But I'm seeing next year, 2022, Prices for limo, flowers, bouquets, um, uh, reception, the catering, they're just all going to skyrocket. Um, you know, what, one of my couples ended up paying twice as much for their reception than they were booked for originally just because the price of meat almost doubled on them and they wanted short ribs. They wanted ribeye. Ribeye used to be about $8.99 per pound, you know, um, uh, and now it's about $14.99 per pound depending on the cut you have. 
So it's, it's really just out of control. It's really just out of control. So that's one of the things that you have to you know, think about when you start booking your weddings. Now, I used to have this policy before that, hey, you know, I'm gonna, when I book your wedding, I'm going to honor the price. And, um, you know, I'm going to honor the price. And no matter, you know, if even if the price goes up because you paid, paid, paid me in advance, the prices were locked in. Now my, 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 uh, my contract has changed. And I will say this is the price that it is now and it may go up later. So I may adjust it. The final, the final price for flowers and limousine or even food, I just don't know. And that's the truth. See, before I was willing to eat the, you know, eat my, eat on my profit margins just a little. It's fine, right? If I lose maybe about a couple bucks there, 50 cents here, that's how much the price would, would go up by. But to have it go up by 30 bucks, to have price of, to have the price of gas go from $2 down to like, you know, almost $5 a gallon. And now we're looking at, you know, probably summertime next year, it's going to be closer to six. And, um, you, you know, we don't, we all don't know what the price of a limo is going to be. The limo companies are just panicking. Um, the flower companies are panicking. They can't get certain flowers in. Still yet to this very day. Um, I talked to my florist and he can't even guarantee certain colors. How do you like that? So what's going to happen for 2022? I think, okay, so why don't we just go straight down the line? For myself, photography prices, I think, are going to stay the same, primarily because my bottom line has not increased, okay? Um, so I'm going to do that for everyone. I'm going to try to keep everything the same for that. Um, as far as my post-production cost for photography, that may have to go up by maybe 25 cents for, per photo or maybe 10 cents per photo. I have to really take a look at that. Uh, ministry costs. They may actually go up just a little by 10 or 20 bucks. Um, the, the flowers, the flowers, I don't know. I think I'm at a place right now this year where I don't have, where I don't have to raise them. Uh, but I don't know. So I do have that clause in there regarding flowers and limo that I just don't know. So I may have to adjust prices after, you know, after the deposit is, is the paid, whatever it is, you know, if it's a little bit more, it won't be much more. Hopefully I'm thinking if, if it's going to be anything more, it'll be like five bucks more for the lays or something like that. It's, it's, it's just crazy though, just to be nickel and diming things, just to make a little, so I don't lose money. It, it, it's just nuts. Inflation. Unfortunately, I mean, inflation happens, right? But when it's unpredictable and it just happens at just a hyper rate, it's really, really scary. And I mean, I'll just be very honest with you people out there. It really doesn't matter how much money you make per year right now, because the buying power of your dollar can't go very far. It really can't. Now, do I believe prices will stay up? I don't. Well, it's hard to say. If our politicians continue on the, on the route that they're going, that they're heading, uh, prices will continue to skyrocket. Um, it looks as though they're going to continue because um, the current administration just doesn't care. They just care about changing the optics of it. They want you to stop complaining. They want the media to stop complaining. They, that, that's all they want. You know, whatever you see with your, your two own eyes and whatever you see with your bills and say, well, I'm paying more at the pump, paying more for food. I'm paying more for lumber. They, they want you to, you know, they don't want you to see that. They don't, they don't want that to be brought up in the news. Not at all. Um, you know, my, my family, we were, we were building an extension at my house and we were going to build an entertainment center on the outside. We were quoted a price of maybe about $50,000 and then it got up to about $200,000. And then we said, nope, no way. Just fix the house. That's how crazy inflation has been with lumber and concrete, tile and everything else. And then there's just a matter of just getting lumber in. Um, it's crazy. Now, do, do I think prices will come down? It's really hard to say. So prices will always come down if the bottom line, if you, you, if you, um, if, if you drop the, the operation cost of any company, the bottom line comes down because all of a sudden, uh, companies can actually now compete with other companies based upon price. 
So for example, if my competitors, like say for limo companies, right? Now the price of gas is under $2. Now they now a limo company can drop, drop their prices. All it takes is one limo company to say, well, we're going to try to drop our prices so we can get more business. And another company will drop their prices. And then all of a sudden now you have a good old-fashioned price war in your hands. We've got coupons going on. Groupon is, is, is in operation again. And all of a sudden you can get great deals on prices. And that's what you want. You want cheap overhead for companies and you want healthy competition. But right now, when the bottom line starts, you know, increasing exponentially, uh, you know, what do you do? You know, you know, companies now are just, you know, treading water to survive. Limo companies, forest companies, I mean, everyone, even my company. It's scary. It's really, really scary. What do you do? So prices will come down if the bottom line goes down. And that will only happen if this administration gets their act together and makes it a lot easier to, you know, to operate in this, I guess, in this uh in this country. Under Trump, it was really, really good. I don't care what you people say out there, if you like it or hate Trump, you don't like his tweets. Under him, it was a lot easier. Under Obama, it was a lot more difficult. And under Biden, it's extremely difficult with all the regulations going on, especially with COVID, COVID, COVID. It's just crazy. And all of a sudden, with the threat of just our businesses just being closed down, that makes everything just insanely crazy. You know? All right. So, that's where it is. Inflation is going to be, you know, expect to pay more for your wedding. So if you're planning a $100,000 wedding right now, I hate to say this, it may cost $200,000. I'm not even joking about that. And you got to be very, 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 very careful. So if you're planning to elope, it may cost you, you know, my prices on my, you may cost about $250 and say, oh, I just, I just want a minister, just a minister. All of a sudden, it may cost you five hundred. I'm, I'm serious about that. It's, it's just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I don't have to raise my prices that high. I, I don't want to. I really don't want to. I want to stay competitive. But if we can't, if we can't pay the bills, if my minister, if my ministers can't pay the bills, you know, unfortunately, we're going to be stuck with that. That that's our only option because everything is just more expensive. Do you know that it's seven to eight dollars for basically a gallon of milk? A seven to eight dollars for a gallon of milk. You know that that's. It, 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 I love milk, but I'm even cutting back on that because it's so expensive. I mean, it, at one time it was only about two fifty for a, for a gallon. It's seven to eight dollars, and and this is at this is at Sam's Club and Costco. You know, at one time brisket. Now we talk about meat. Uh, I, I made I got brisket for two forty nine a pound. Now it's five ninety nine a pound. That's a hundred percent increase. That is insane. And that's, just, that's under a course of a year. That's from the time Biden took office to now. So don't tell me that, you know, oh, you know, this is all because of uh, politics have nothing to do with it. You know, if you want a brisket at your wedding, you want me to smoke it for you, it's going to cost you twice as much because my overhead now just, you know, is twice as much. And gas is twice as much. What do you do? What do you do? All right. So there are still things here. Now, I know I'm kind of gloom and doom kind of person right now, but there are still things you can do, first of all, to uh, keep your wedding costs down. Because uh, the last thing you ever want to do is go into debt for your wedding. You know, your, your first new chapter in life, you're going to start it off in debt. Don't do that. Not at all. So number one, and these are, these are my tips to keep your wedding costs down low. Number one is like elope if you can. All right. Why don't we just say that? Elope if you can. Now, why is eloping a lot cheaper? Because number, number one, you don't have to pay for as many guests coming to your wedding. Uh, even inflation or not, the number one uh, cost for your wedding will always be your reception. So if your reception is, just, is no one, it's really cheap. If your reception has 200, 300 people, it's really expensive. On average before, I always used to tell my couples, uh, you know, think about, think about adding, uh, think about spending $100 per guest when it comes to an outdoor reception. Because when you total in the entertainment, outdoor photography, and everything like that on top of there, and the, the cost of the venue, that's kind of a pretty good rough number, you know, of, of how much it will cost to actually put on, put on uh, an outdoor reception. So again, so, so then if you had about, you know, 50 people, that'll be five grand. Right, so if you have about five hundred people, hmm, that's a lot of people. It's fifty grand, so and that's at, that's at minimum. That's really at minimum. It could really go a lot, a lot higher than that. And that's why weddings sometimes cost so much. So if you want to actually cut down on the cost of your wedding, number one is get keep your guest count low. 
Keep it down extremely low. Keep it down under the 20s, under the 30s. Really good. If, it, if you just want to elope, just do that, right? That's the best way. Okay, number two, um, when you book your travel here to Hawaii, uh, try to leave on anywhere between Monday and Thursday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are really, really, uh, really, really, really um, uh, high travel periods. So if you're going to arrive or, or leave on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, that's not too good. Now, I always say it's really good to arrive on a Monday. Um, the reason for that is that you can actually um, uh, get your marriage license. It's really good to actually always arrive on a Monday through Thursday. And um, that's so that you can actually get your marriage license at the Department of Health. Uh, I don't like getting your mar my marriage licenses at an independent wedding agent's place because they're not very dependable. Uh, I don't know why they're not dependable. A lot of them are not very honest. There's a company out there. I'm not going to say their names, uh, but they actually charge for getting their, your marriage license, like 200 bucks. You're not supposed to be able to allow it to charge, but the Department of Health allows them to. I'm not sure why. I can't do it. They won't allow me to get my marriage uh, agent license. I have no idea. Uh, I would issue out marriage licenses uh, if I could, to be honest. So, um, that, so, so with that being said, you know, uh, I would say try to arrive on, uh, I guess, in Oahu, if you're coming to Oahu or, or even Hawaii between Monday and Thursday. It's cheaper to arrive there. If you've got, got to depart, depart on, the, on those days too, you'll save a lot of money. Um, try not to travel when kids are when kids are traveling, when I say kids are traveling, I'm talking about when they're the college kids or when, when college kids are coming home. So say, for example, they're coming over for Thanksgiving, for spring break, uh, for Christmas. Those are your high travel periods. And you'll always find that tickets are a lot more expensive. So whenever college kids are traveling, try not to travel. All right. That's a really good rule of thumb. When it comes to booking your car, I got a really good. Uh, I got a really good. Uh, um, uh, I guess uh, piece of advice here. Book on Turo, T U R O. So what Turo is is that that's actually, um, uh, I guess, an app that you can download on your phone, and it it allows regular people, regular Joes like me and you, to rent out their cars to tourists. And a lot of people have turned this kind of into a, se a semi-small business and made some pretty good money. The really cool thing about Turo is that there's no hidden cost. That's number one. So, so whatever the cost would be, that's whatever the cost was, is going to be. That's it. There's no all of these hidden driver fees, insurance fees, and all these different types of crap out there that nickel and dime you. And all of a sudden, you book a car for $30 a day, and all of a sudden, you're paying $120 a day with all the add-ons. You know, that's not going to happen with Turo. Secondly, you're not going to have to stand in line for your car with Turo. You're, I mean, a lot of times, if you book it with the right person, they'll come to your hotel room, drop off the car to you right then and there. Uh, some of them will actually come to the airport, uh, meet you in your baggage claim, literally just say, here's the keys, there's the car, I'll see you later. That's what they do. That's how great they are. And when it comes time to pick it up, they'll go to your hotel, pick up the car. That's it. That's it. And they're really good. And you can rent out some really nice cars. You know, so... That really should be an option for you. Uh, I think you should take it. Uh, now, la last, last tip when it comes to travel. I have a lot of couples out there who always ask me um, um, if I know about bulk, uh, I guess, bulk rooms purchases from hotels. Now, what, what are bulk room purchases? Th these are basically all scams. Um, so, for, say, for example, you come down with maybe 30 guests, right? So, 30 guests... They're all couples, you need 15 rooms. Now, the hotel will say, hey, if you book all 15 in my hotel, we'll do, we'll, we'll do some special things for you. We'll do some things like, like um, well, we'll give you, a, we'll, we'll comp you your room or your, or your room stay for free. Now, that's cool, right? That's really cool. The truth is, you know, they're, they're gaining a lot of money on you. And secondly, if you actually do this, like say, for example, you work with any, um, say the Hilton, Okay, right? The Hilton says, okay, 15 rooms, you know, 15 rooms, uh, and, and you want to book that. What happens is that, is that you yourself, as a couple, you have to book those rooms for all of your friends and family. You have to front the money for all those rooms. So that's a pretty good amount. Now, what happens if COVID hits? <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of people have lost, they actually lost their deposits, right? Um, what happens if uh, some, some of your friends say, I can't make it? Ooh, I think you have to cover it. What happens if some people say, well, I want to stay longer than the allotted room, the, the, the check-in and check-out times? 
Uh, what happens if they say, I want to stay in a different hotel, right? I don't want to stay at the Hilton, I want to stay at the Hyatt. I got points over there, right? Or they say, no, I'm, I'm staying at a vacation home. I don't want to stay at the Hilton, right? This is what happens when you book a, you, when you book a bulk room. Not everyone wants to stay at the same hotel. Not everyone wants to check in and out at the same time. That rarely happens. So, and on top of that, here's the thing. If you actually calculate the amount of money that you're actually saving, you're not saving that much or anything at all. Because what happens, see, this couple, couple A, will actually book a group, uh, um, will receive a group rate out of 15 room bookings, okay? And let's just say she gets, you know, she does everything successfully, she gets her room for free. And she, uh, she saves maybe about a thousand bucks, right? Okay, great. Awesome. Great. Okay, great. Now, that room that she has, it's not going to be a great room, you know, for a thousand bucks or anything like that. And, and uh, if she would have actually, if she would have actually booked another room, right? And say, for example, if she teamed up with another different travel agency, which they would share the commissions. And I've done this before with with uh, travel ag- agencies, including my own, where we share the tra- the commissions with the couple. So now the couples makes money. They end up making about five six grand. Okay, so, so, you know, they make, they end up making five, six grand of profit off every single couple that booked, you know, so it's, it's that the hotel is still not being very, very honest with you. Okay. Now, secondly, if they take a look at how much, how much these rooms cost to actually book, because their group rate is based upon 15, like say, for example, uh, Expedia, they'll actually book like a lot of rooms at the Hilton and get a group rate. Now, how many rooms are they booking for that, for that whole entire time? They have a contract too. Well, it's about a thousand rooms that they have promised. To, it's about a thousand rooms that they have promised to the hotel that they're going to book here in Hawaii. So their group rate is based upon 15 people. So what they do is that they start giving you really good discount rates and they'll start saying, okay, if you book this day, you're going to get third night free and you get free bed and breakfast, you get free continental breakfast. And they start throwing all these goodies in there. You've seen that before, right? And that third, that, that, fr- that free Wednesday, if you stay about five, if you stay five days, you get the third night free, right? And they, they offer that to all those couples. Now, when they start off, they can offer that because their group rate is so much lower. And you find out that the person who booked through Expedia got a cheaper rate than the girl who who booked a group rate with for all of her friends because she her group rate was only based upon fifteen people. The Expedia group rate was based upon a thousand people or a thousand rooms. So that's how it works. So it's really not worth it to do book room. You know, I mean to group to do group rates or or to do bulk book bulk bookings with hotels. All right. So don't do it. It's a waste of time. You'll save a lot a lot of money and and a lot of stress. If you just tell people, here's our wedding date, here's our itinerary, whatever you want, whatever you want to join, here, here's our agenda, what we're going to be doing while we're down here. And you know what? You know, here's our wedding date and you choose, you, you make up your own schedule and you'll find out people will island hop before they come to see you or your wedding. People will come in there and they'll spend the entire time with you. Some people will spend the entire time in your hotel. Some people will say, Hey, you know what? We're spending the entire time on the North Shore. We'll drive down to, to see you guys. So everyone has a different vacation ambition. So you have to understand that. All right. Okay. So last tip when it comes to budgeting your wedding just for now. Okay. Hold on a real quick second here. Okay, so this is very, very important. Your last tip to actually budgeting is to find a good wedding planner. <laughs> I know that sounds stupid, but you actually have to find a really good wedding planner. You have to find someone that you actually trust. Someone whose voice you feel is the voice of reason. Someone who's a straight shooter with you. All right, so, and, and that's what I am. You know, I mean, you can book with me. You don't have to book with me. But I can tell you for a fact, there's not, there's not a lot of straight shooters out there. Uh, I'm going to give you a really quick example of uh, one of my clients out there. Um, we just finished her wedding video and her, and her wedding pictures. Um, she got married over at Paradise Cove. Now, she found me through my Hawaii wedding information group on Facebook. And she, um, she called me up and she kept asking me, well, what's your wedding coordination rates and everything? I told her exactly if the more we do, the, you know, the, the more it'll be. But, you know, you know, what exactly do you need? And she said, well, I need this. I need, I need this location at Paradise Cove. I want the chairs. I want water. I want this. And, um, you know, I'm getting offered that price for, I think it was about close to five grand or something like that, or, or, or like four grand or something. And I told her, and she was getting offered it from this other company. And I also had a wedding planner on that day. And I told her, you know what, you know, 
that seems kind of high. And I think the, the chairs, the archway, everything is actually included with that price from Paradise Cove. So I told her, you know, she was already working with another wedding company. And that wedding company really wasn't returning her phone calls, but she was almost ready to, ready to book with them. So just, we'll just say the price is between like, you know, three to five grand. I'm really not sure what, what price they gave her. But then um, uh, when she called up Paradise Cove, she found out that Paradise Cove was actually offering every single thing that this wedding planner was offering. And the wedding, and they're, they're offering it all for, I think, around $1,200 or $1,500, or I think it was around there. Why don't we just say $1,500? So the wedding planner was marking it up another $1,500, and they weren't going to do a thing that day. They were just selling the package. Now, that's fine. You want to sell the package and make money. You know, it's, it's America. That's, that's capitalism. Go ahead. But this wedding planner wasn't even planning anything. They were just selling Paradise Cove's package. Literally, so the water, the chairs, the archway, even the wedding planner, the on-site wedding planner there would be supplied by Paradise Cove. And uh, that was it. <laughs> so, so when I told her, just book directly with Paradise Cove and we'll go in there and we'll, we'll supply the minister, the photographer, the video. Um, you know, but we'll refer you to the hair and makeup artists and the florists and all that. Well, she ended up saving a lot more money than if she would have gone with this florist. And then she bought, you know, with the money that she saved, you know, she was able to, again, buy tickets, you know, to, to Paradise Cove. And it was really good because she was working with Paradise Cove directly uh, on her wedding day because we had different COVID restrictions that our stupid governor put in there. We had to actually ended up doing two weddings at that day because we only had to do, um, I think... I think per ceremony, we were only allowed 15 people per ceremony. How do you like that, right? So she had about 30 guests. <laughs> and uh, so we had to have one, it was almost like a Broadway play. We have one wedding for one group of 15 and one wedding for another group of 15. And right after that, all 30 people or 35 people got together, I guess, at the luau, sat all together. <laughs> and before they went to the wedding, they were all together as well. So does that make any sense to you? No, that's how stupid these rules are in, in Hawaii. They don't make any sense. They're saying they follow the science. They absolutely don't. So again, the tip, tip my tip is to just find a really good wedding coordinator, uh, really um, one that you feel that you can trust. And don't take everything they say as though it's gold. Fact check them. Do your own research. Especially if they're saying, hey, we're going to book at this venue. Here's the venue. Call up that venue and ask them, how much does it cost to actually, if I, if I want to book that, that venue that day, how much does it cost? Right? And you may find out, like nine times out of 10, uh, I would say 9.9 .9 times out of 10, you'll find out that, that a wedding planner is grossly marking up that venue. Now, on top of that, how else can you tell like a, a good, a good uh, wedding planner from a bad wedding planner? You know, if they actually charge you for day of coordination, that's a bunch of BS, all right? That's a bunch of BS. You know, to me, I think um, day of coordination is, should not even be a line item. Uh, you know, a, a coordinator should show up on the day of, but, it shouldn't, but that, that should automatically be given, all right? Like for me, I think even if, even if someone shows up for our, um, books just the minister for our wedding or even just the wedding singer, right? And um, just the wedding singer. And my profit margin is only about $25 or 50 bucks, right? I'm still going to go down there and make sure my wedding singer knows where to go, introduce himself to the couple, and then I introduce myself to the couple and make sure everything runs smoothly for that wedding or, or make sure he shows up there at that time. I've been to so many weddings where I, would, I just showed up as the vendor. Where was the wedding coordinator? Nowhere to be found. Who put everything together? You know, a lot of times it was me. And they were lucky that I was there, right? But I wasn't the paid coordinator, right? But what would have happened if I weren't there? They would have been completely up the creek. And this, was, this is what happens more often than not. When I go to Magic Island, and there's just tons of weddings that happen there, and I hate doing weddings there, I will see ministers walking around with their with their head on a swivel, trying to look for couples, asking people, is that, are you my couple? Are you so-and-so? Are, you so are you my couple? Are you looking for this couple? It's crazy. They would come to my couple. Are you my couple? <laughs> you know, it, it's nuts because the, the wedding planner doesn't show up. And this is because the, the wedding, the wedding, the wedding uh, couple has said, we, we don't need to have a day of wedding planner. And the wedding planners like, oh, that's great. Okay, so again, their vendors are all scattered around. They have no, the wedding vendors have no idea where to go. 
and then the and then and then the the wedding couple has no idea where to go. But luckily, because the wedding planners are professional, everything kind of just comes comes together, kind of comes together because they're that professional. But it's just chaos. It's like controlled chaos. It's horrible. Now, 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 to me, for what I do for my company, again, I show up all the time. I don't charge for day of coordination. You know, I always say. I always say that all the planning has to be done prior, and I will show up on the day of the wedding. All right, I will show up on the day of the wedding to make sure everything is done. Now, what will I sh- I, I charge for if I actually have to do some things like uh, on the day of coordination? What would you say I'm going to coordinate the processional, right? I'm going to coordinate, you know, the, the the photography. You you got a photographer, your friends and all that are are just up and coming photographers. They need someone to tell tell the bride and groom how to pose. Okay, fine. I'm just going to be responsible for the posing. So I will show up there and all you have to do is pay me to pose them. And, 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 it's, and it's really easy as that. And I just charge for actual work. Now, if you do everything correctly as a coordinator, I'll just let, I'll just let you know out there. If when I do everything correctly, let's say, for example, I, I book Lexi over at Beauty Spell Hawaii to do the makeup, right? She does incredible, incredible makeup, by the way. I don't have to worry about her showing up on time. I don't have to worry about, you know, the, the bride's um, hair being, you know, the bride not being happy with her hair. I don't. I don't have to even give her a phone call. Like sometimes we would, we would maybe connect on Facebook or something like that through text saying, hey, what time are you coming down here? So, okay, I'm going to come down to you. Fine, good. Good to, good to go. But I don't have to handhold her whatsoever. None whatsoever. I don't have to tell the caterer at Konecki's, here, you know, here, here's what to serve, here's what to... No, they all, they're all professional. Everyone's all freaking professional. All they require is a little confirmation here and there that makes sure everyone's on, on track, we're good to go. Because they just want to make sure they get the get room number right, they got the time. That's it. That's really, really it. If the day, if the day of coordinator is putting out fires and running around with their hair on fire on that day... They've hired the wrong type of coordinators. And I've seen that before. I've actually seen that before where the coordinators just running back and forth on the beach because they've hired out, you know, some, you know, Joe Blow photographer who just got out of high school like that, doesn't know what they're doing. They're not showing up on time. The minister is not even a professional when he got ordained online and everything like that. You know, the caterer is someone they hired their next door neighbor to do. These are like, you know, these are like coordinators who are doing this kind of stuff. You know, oh, you know, so nothing's professional. It's horrible, right? So that's when they have to worry about things. I don't work like that. So make sure you, you know, you hire out a really, really good coordinator, a really good planner. All right. Okay, everyone, I've been talking for a while. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Again, it's Wedding Wednesdays. It's all about weddings today. And uh, I'll try to put more of these out, but only when, it, only when wedding information comes out. Until then, I'll talk to you later. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T-O Movies. Yeah, the T-O is not the number two, by the way. It is T-O, like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.